Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery and addiction topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The views expressed here are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Recovery, sort of. I'm Jason. I'm a guy in long-term recovery. And I'm Billy. I'm also a person in long-term recovery. And uh, not a whole lot of wrap-up with, with last week. Uh, many people sent their condolences to my daughters and I, and I, I greatly appreciate that. Um, you know, we, we had a little service Thursday. Um, we didn't put it on. It was put on by a family member and a, a close individual. And, and honestly, it, it just kind of reinforced the whole addiction is a sloppy, messy, fucking cringy area to mm. me. You know, I mean, we, we talk about, and we talked about last week, how it just delves through families and, and, you know, generations and all that. And it's like, you know, her sisters are already gone and, and now she's passed. And then you got some guy who was basically the, the, the sugar daddy or the John or the date for the month of August up there talking about how he hoped he could, you know, this is the guy who, who I guess thinks he's in love with her and, you know, talks about I'd had no shot with her if she was really clean and all that. Like just, and you're like, uh, and then he's like describing how he's picking her up and dropping her off and she's living in tent city, meaning she's down there homeless somewhere. My daughters like don't know all the ins and outs of this. Right. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we spent, you know, half the month of August together. I'd pick her up. We'd go out to eat. She had tacos and all this shit. And I'm like, we've been trying to get a hold of her to go see her, right? Like, <laughs> right. How, like, I don't, I don't know. I just felt bad for them. I hope they got some kind of peace out of it, I guess. But the whole thing to me was just like cringe after fucking cringe. And, and you know, every uh, deacon says that every person that died is going to heaven. And that's just kind of sits wrong with me too so i was like over the whole fucking thing before i got there i was glad it was only 26 minutes long and i could get the fuck out of there and 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 go back to doing something better that i can try to do for them i guess um but it's just sad man it just makes me sad you know that that's where we put ourselves in, in addiction you know we put ourselves in those situations that mm. That's what we get at the end, right? That's uh, one of the, the, the saddest parts, I guess, was in the little, God, fucking pamphlet menu. What what do you call the thing? The schedule of it they give you or whatever? Oh, yeah, like I know when you what go to a play or I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the agenda yeah. for the, the situation. It, it had a excerpt. I hate that word. Ex- excerpt? From a text she had sent, apparently, to somebody. Um and in the text, she was just like, man, I just want to get back to living again and get back to having a job and, and you know, experiencing life. And that hurt me a little bit. Just remembering, like, that was every fucking day when I was getting high. It was always, ah, oh, man, I just want to get back to being fucking normal, right? right? I just want to get back to being able to appreciate uh, a birthday party for my parents or something or just the normal shit, like going out to eat or, and I just couldn't ever get there. And so that kind of hurt knowing that she really... Like, I, I guess I had this idea in my head that when she died, it was like, oh, she was probably just fucking done with life, right? She was probably happy to go, and not really, right? Not really. She she probably wanted to get back and, and be in some kind of recovery and, and have some kind of freedom, which segues nicely into what we're talking about tonight. Freedom, right? Um, the, the NA saying that I've always heard is one promise, many freedoms, right? And the promise being... Uh, the promise of freedom from active addiction. Uh, We can get clean, basically. We can stop using. But then these many freedoms are kind of alluded to, but never really described. Uh, I know the AA version has the 12 promises, 
which you know seemed to promise a whole lot of different uh, ideals, and, and I and I thoroughly like them. I'm not trying to discredit them whatsoever, yeah. right? I, I love the idea of the promises. I think they're beautifully written, and and I love at the end when they say, "Are these extravagant promises?" And everybody's like, "We think not." Right? Yeah. Like, That's great. <laughs> right. Um, right. But we're going to explore the idea of freedom today, and and you know maybe even define what some of these more freedoms are, or question if we are even fucking free. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so what do you what are you thinking about with freedom, Billy? This was your topic. Um. Yeah. So for me, I know since I've been clean, I've had a lot of opportunities which i'll call freedoms that you know i can remember using and and having all these you know plans and dreams and things i wanted to do and one days you know i'm gonna do this and one day i'm gonna do that and that fucking one day just never seemed to happen (laughs) and uh you know not to go back to your daughter's mother to go back that way but you know i remember you know using and and saying those same things well you know a week from now or tomorrow or just, right. you know, I'm going to just, you know, party one more time or just, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be done with this and I'm going to get my life back together. And uh, for me, it just worked out. I was lucky that I didn't overdose or die or whatever before, you know, I had made that decision to get clean. Um, but, yeah, one of the most recent things, like we're getting ready to take a vacation and um, – we're going down to the beach, and we have a camper that we've purchased, you know, a while back. Um, and to tell a little bit of my history, story, whatever you want to call it, uh, a few years back, you know, my wife and I had made a decision. She had been after me for years to try to just quit my job and go travel around the country and do what they call work camping, where you go work at campgrounds and you know, you you work somewhere for a season or, you know, whatever, and then when you're done with that season, you move on, you move somewhere else, and, you know, you live in a camper. And uh, it seemed kind of crazy for the first, you know, 15 years of my recovery. Um, I was like, no way, you know. All I've ever wanted was to, like, have a steady job and to buy a house and to settle down and have the two cars and the two kids or whatever, you know, and... And I wanted all that stability. And, you know, so I worked really hard in recovery and I got clean and got a job and focused on a career and did all those things. And, you know, probably roughly 15 years in was like, okay, well, this is this really what I want to do with the next 30 years of my life? You know, is this is this it? Like, is it I, I don't feel complete. I don't feel like I've arrived yet, you know, and uh so we, you know, I, I finally joined her in this decision to sell our house and get a camper and travel around the country. And we've had campers. We love camping. We've, we've you know, wanted to do that forever. Um, but that really felt like a, like I had that freedom to do that, you know. For one, I had some financial stability in my life that I could take that risk without – a fear of starving or not being able to feed my children, even if it all went bad, you know, I still felt like no matter what happens, one, I have the ability to work, you know, I have the ability to get a job and I'll do almost anything if it comes to feeding my kids. Number two, um, at that point, I had some credit, credit cards, whatever, you know, I could go into debt if I needed to. And uh, three, I had like the love and support of my family back behind me, my parents, my brother and sister, to where if I was really in trouble, they would help me out, you know, if I really needed it. Um, and it was a tremendous freedom to be able to up, uproot my whole life, to, to change everything and go try something else with no, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, security and how it was going to go or how it was going to work out or what I was going to be doing the next year or the next year. Would that be like no illusion of security? Because we don't really have security even when we're in a fucking house. Oh, yeah, I think we figured that out with the pandemic that we really (laughs) only have an uh, illusion of security. So, Yeah, yeah, but that, that, just that experience, you know, really made me appreciate like just being clean and the the freedom of choice that I have in my life today, the opportunities that are available to me now that I'm clean. Um, you know, we hear people say sometimes, you know, oh, I could be anything that I want. And there's a few limitations on that. You know, I'm fucking probably never going to be the president 
Um, there's certain things that I'm not going to be able to do, but there's an awful lot of things that I can do, and I'm not limited. Um, you know, I, I, I have a lot of opportunities thanks to this uh, thing called recovery. Do you think a lot of freedoms are opportunity? So I, one of the things I'm, I'm like really, I don't know, I know you looked up the definition a few minutes ago, like what are the freedoms, right? Because I, I'm questioning. I was just thinking, oh, we had the freedom to go on vacation. You're going this next week. I went a couple weeks ago. But is that a freedom or an opportunity? Like, I, I'm not really sure which one that is. I guess it's the freedom to choose to do that with the money I have. But, but, and then the, that, you know, brings up the question, uh, it does, can you gain freedoms from having more money? Like, the amount of money you have, does that increase your level of freedom? Because that's not my understanding of what we're really going for around here. That's not the freedom we're looking for is more money, even though we can get that. We're looking for, like, the freedom from being attached to money, really, I think. Uh, yeah, well, that's a tricky one because I will <laughs> argue with my wife about that sometimes. Well, we haven't argued in a while. I realized that last yeah. week. We need to disagree on some shit. All right. So there is a part of me that that there is money equals freedom. I, I tend to think that. Um, well, well, let's go back. So you have okay. the definition. So, yeah. So, so we looked up here? freedom. So uh, – a noun, it says, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Um, so that was one definition, and then it had two other, you know, similar definitions, uh, which this one, or actually the next one maybe, I thought felt more recovery-related. Okay. Uh, absence of subjugation to foreign domination or despotic government. Which I'm, I mean, that's making a stretch there, but it's like I'm not, I'm not enslaved to that thing, that addiction. Um, and then the third one was the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. So, I think those second two, maybe even the third one, relates more to my understanding of addiction, like or, or the way that I felt in addiction. I felt trapped. You know, Absolutely. I felt enslaved to drugs. They made the ultimate decision. Yeah, um, I always just think of that Creed song, that My Own Prison. I'm like, I fucking created my own prison. Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go on vacation when I was getting well, high. And that was going to be what I was going to ask you. So when you were using, you know, yeah, you have money now and, and, you know, you have the freedom to go on vacation. And it's a freedom because I know for me, when I was using, I wouldn't have made that choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I remember, would have wanted to go somewhere, right. but then when it came to, well, do I have you know eight hundred to a thousand dollars to spend to go on some trip somewhere, or do I just want to get high with that money? Like, I remember wow. still being young enough to like mutual and parents vacations, and going down like Ocean City on Monday. And then by Wednesday, fucking doing 105 on the way home because I was out. <laughs> Shit. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get home. Like, yeah. I can't be down here on vacation fucking around. I'm going to get ill. Right. That's not going to work. Right. So, so yeah, okay. I have the freedom to choose to go on vacation because the drugs aren't imprisoning me. But for people who don't make it out of, uh, you know, the lower socioeconomic status life, Maybe they don't still have that freedom. So maybe it's not just I, I have what the drugs dictate and then I get clean and then I have what money dictates or the system or poverty. And, yeah, there's ways to work, you know, through that for some. I, I don't know that everybody has that same opportunity to ever actually get out of that or to be able to afford a house like the, the – you know, I don't want to get into too much economic disparity or the, the difference between the haves and the have-nots, but – we do know that there's something to that that some people really just struggle to break out of any kind of middle-class life. I definitely grew up with friends who never even got into drugs but still never really had the financial means to go on vacation. They went years and years and years, and they just never went on vacation. And, like, I've been blessed that I, that's not my experience. We've, you know, been able to take one pretty much every year. But, I, I mean, I worked with guys in the union. When I was in the union, they're making $36 an hour doing pipe fitting, and they never got to go on vacation because their wife didn't work, and they were raising their three kids with their wife and paying the mortgage and couldn't afford it. Like, 
Well, some of that. So you can take vacations that don't cost a lot of money. True. I mean, you can go to a campground for like thirty bucks a night, and you know what I mean. You can you can take some pretty inexpensive trips, which is nice if you have a camper, and not as nice if you have a tent. Yeah, I will say I, I'm not a tent camper for sure. Well, when I was younger, I didn't <laughs> mind camping with a tent. We had done that, you know, you can get blow up mattress for pretty cheap. At the still, <laughs> still rough, yeah. <laughs> Still rough. Yeah. Um, And I'm just, you know, that's just one version. I'm sure there's other inexpensive vacations you can take. Um, Well, and he had had freedom of choice. You know, he he also bought guns and his wife liked to buy things. And so there was reasons they didn't go on vacation. It wasn't all just, oh, hey, we pay our bills and we're, you know, do nothing else. And we can't afford vacation. They had other choices. But I guess... Can you gain freedom with amounts of money? Is that a thing? Like, are people able to gain more freedom because they've got more money? Um, Would you I say mean, Jeff Bezos is is more free than you. I. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Right? Yeah, I would say yes. I, I would say yes. Um, and this is like say this is an argument that my wife and I get into all the time. I think there's a balancing act of like. We all have this, you know, I think they call it a hierarchy of needs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I need to have – I don't need – but if I don't have, you know, food, clothing, shelter, and those basic things, um, I will start to resort to like some pretty animalistic type behaviors to get what I need. So that's – for me personally, like that's – one of the reasons I think poverty is such a terrible thing in our country because if you can't, you know, eat, then you are going to go out and probably rob some from someone who has so that you can eat. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of explanatory of some of the uglier aspects of protesting right now. Like if you don't feel safe and protected by your local police agency, like you're going to act in animalistic behavior. Shocking, right? right? Um. So I think there's a base level of money that we need or or you just become dependent on the government, which to me isn't really freedom because then you're dependent on a system that is out of your control. Right. Um, so you're not really free being on the government take, being on the government's dime, you know. <laughs> you're just enslaved to that system versus, you know, drugs or some other system. Um, now, how – much I want to work or how hard I want to work once my basic level of needs is met, I guess, depends on my motivations and how much, uh, I don't know, freedom I want. Right. <laughs> you know, how, how expensive are my freedom choices? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, we talk about yeah, Elon Musk, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, uh, Bill Gates, whoever. I would say, in general, I guess they have to be a little more free because they are free to make some decisions I can't, right? I can't choose to buy a yacht. I can't choose to go out on that yacht for a three-month vacation. Like, those aren't options in my yeah. life. And I guess, do options create freedom? Is that is that what we're saying? Do we believe that? The more options you have, the more free you are? Hmm. That's tricky. Yeah, right? that is tricky. I don't know. I don't know either. I think the AA version of the promises mentions uh, fear of not having to have a fear of economic insecurity. And and, uh, I guess that's a thing. I don't – I love the AA promises. I'm not sure how they can promise all those things. (laughs) I'm really not because I – you know, my always – I go to this like worst case argument of – well, what if you're in an accident and you can't work anymore and you're, you know, forced to live on a minimal uh, whatever they're willing to give you for, you know, disability? And then, like, I don't know. Like, I, I would still fear economic insecurity or you needed certain medicines to treat you or, like, I don't know. Are you really – is that a freedom? Can you really promise that? Like, I don't know. I don't – Yeah, and we make some – I would say we – and. NA makes some, I don't know if they're similar types of promises, but we definitely make some pretty, uh, what I would call inflammatory statements in some of the things that in our literature that it says, um, you had read that saying, I think it was in the 11th step a little earlier. Um, And 
I think in an ideal world, like we can get those things. If if you're the ide- ideal AA person and you work all these steps and and internalize them in your life and get in touch with a higher power and you know become really spiritual, like you probably can get all those things. But how likely is that? for most members well and when we were reading them i i you know i of course look for loopholes i'm like how can i prove this shit wrong i don't know why (laughs) i want everything to be wrong um but maybe they don't have to do with anything external at all and so let's go through the the promises for those who aren't familiar with what they are uh if we are painstaking about this phase of our development we will be amazed before we are halfway through so initially the promise is we're going to be amazed Right, I guess, before we're even halfway through. How do you know when you're halfway through? I have no idea. But you're going to be amazed by that. So I guess that's how you know. When you're amazed, you're not, you're not quite halfway through yet. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. <sighs> I guess if you're working the steps, I could buy into that. Like if just getting sober or clean, I don't think you're going to be happy instantly. Uh, but you do, you will know a new freedom. Like you won't be tied to that alcohol or drug. Um, here's, we will n- not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. Is that a freedom? Or ju- it's just a promise. It's not necessarily Yeah, these are promises, freedom. not necessarily freedoms. Hmm. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I agree with that one. I think that's kind of the place we have to come to personally. Um, We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. I don't understand that one because I think that's the same thing as we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I think that's like an extension for me. Yeah, I would agree. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Man, I need to get an AA. Yeah. I, I still feel some self-pity from time to time. Maybe my yeah. program doesn't promise that, and I need to. Maybe I need to read the "Thou shalt be clean" or something. Um, we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. At times, self-seeking will slip away. Has self-seeking slipped away for you, Billy? Do you self-seek? Yes. I, feel like I self-seek. I self-seek a lot. <laughs> Uh, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. I'll agree with that. It's kind of fucking hard not to, honestly. Yeah. Fear of people and end of economic insecurity will leave us. Ah. Is this like fear of certain people, like when you're scared of bullies, or is this just fear of people in general, like introverts? Or maybe, fear yeah. Fear of people. Uh. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why and why they put that in with insecure, economic yeah. insecurity. <laughs> People and economic insecurity, they go hand in hand. Uh, <laughs> we, will in, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. I love this one. I just don't know, I guess maybe certain situations, because I still come to situations where I'm like, I Yeah, I'm still know. baffled by yeah. things all the time. I know, stupid baffling. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. There's where you disagree. Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Uh, And just to, okay, so that's the AA promises, which aren't exactly all freedoms, but I would imagine that I almost feel like everything we gain is some kind of freedom from something. It's kind of hard not to be, like when you... When you, when you lose the fear of economic insecurity, you gain the freedom of peace of mind? I, I mean, it just seems like any time you're promised something, you almost – if you gain, you get a freedom from it. That's yeah, and I think there's a general uh, – the idea for me anyway, the general idea is the, the more uh, – the more spiritual work that I do in – the more spiritually centered and in tune with myself that I become, the freer I am because I'm not uh, like enslaved to trying to be what you think I should be or what someone else should think I should be or I'm not subjecting myself to other people's judgments and criticisms. Um, I'm just able to like be myself and be happy and okay with that without like the fears of judgment, failure, whatever, and there's 
a freedom that comes with that, you know, that that just allows me to be comfortable in my own skin and to pursue my own interests, desires, needs. I feel like I have that a lot of the time, not all the time by far. I still have my moments of, of doubting myself and comparing to what others might think about what I how I handle a situation or not. Uh, probably because I still judge people and how they handle their situations. So I'm like, oh, they must all be judging me about how I handle mine. But I'm still waiting for the freedom of not being tied to what I think I'm supposed to be at times. Like that ego, that story I tell myself about this is who you are and who you have to be and blah, 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 blah. Like sometimes I'm still married to that and have trouble finding freedom from that. Like why can't I just do something fucking different if I want to? Why do I got to be this thing that I think I'm supposed to be? And not always in a terrible way. Sometimes, like, maybe I don't want to do what the fuck I'm supposed to do on a Monday. Sometimes that's okay, right? Yeah. Like, not if I do it every Monday, that's a fucking problem. If it's every other Monday, that's a problem. But if it's one Monday a year, there's nothing wrong with that to take a day to myself. But I'm still married to this, but I'm the guy who shows up and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, maybe one time I'm not going to be, right? Maybe <laughs> one time I'm going to be the guy that doesn't. And I don't have to be... I guess that's a freedom I'm still I still find a struggle with like that whole ego concept of the story who I say I am and then trying to live up to it. Yeah. Well, and that's a, a big problem I have too. Like I want to be, you know, the the person that has all the answers and fixes things all the time, you know, whether it's for my kids or at my job or whatever. And uh I have a hard time admitting like oh i can't do this i don't know how to get this accomplished you know i need help like those things that's like oh that's so hard to say those things you know (laughs) (laughs) i can't even figure out what the fuck i want half the time i get this new computer and i'm like oh cool i can finally like do some video editing not that i'm gonna do a lot but I'm going to do this video editing and I'm going to put little pieces of this on Instagram for to play for a minute at a time for a little advertising for the podcast. And then I, I get the computer and I download this video software that people said I should get. And I look at it for like 10 minutes and, and I'm just like, I'm not ever going to fucking learn this. This is way too complicated for <laughs> anything I ever need. Like, fuck this shit, right? And then 10 minutes later, I'm, like, watching a YouTube video trying to learn it again. And I'm, like, why can't I decide what the fuck I'm going to do? Right. <laughs> I'm either going to do it or I'm not. I don't know. Um, well, let's let's go ahead and take our break. We're close enough. And then we'll come back and read the, uh, the other statement you were talking about. So we'll be right back. Here's Voices. Don't forget to get your fucking rubber ducky. Because uh, that's going to – is that September? Christ, yes. I should, okay, yeah, I early exactly September. Yeah. Um, so you're running out of time. Get your $5 rubber ducky and, and watch the race. This episode has been brought to you by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit grassroots recovery community organization located in Maryland. Voices of Hope is made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity and respect of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopececilmd.org and consider donating to our cause. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, back into it, talking about freedom. Uh, so let me read this thing. This is in uh, NA Literature. It's a book called It Works, How and Why, which is an odd title for a book. I, how it works and why, why it works and how. I've heard all kind of shit over yeah. the years, but it works, how and why. Uh, and so this is a guy in my life said he thought this was kind of our version of the promises since we didn't adopt those. Um, and I don't know if it's that or not, but it's, it's kind of pretty. Uh, and you wanted to pick it apart, so I'm, I'm down with that. It says, uh, <clears throat> we see that regardless of the presence or absence of material success in our lives, we can be content. We can be happy and fulfilled with or without money, with or without a partner, with or without the approval of others. We've begun to see that God's will for us is the ability to live with dignity, to love ourselves and others, 
to laugh, and to find great joy and beauty in our surroundings. Our most heartfelt longings and dreams for our lives are coming true. These priceless gifts are no longer beyond our reach. They are, in fact, the very essence of God's will for us. And so, what what part of that were you thinking was a little too much for us to say is possible? I don't think that, I mean, it, I, I would say that it's no. similar about the AA promises. Neither of those you know, two things is impossible. It's just what's the likelihood that most average AA or NA people are going to have that type of experience? I feel like ours is more realistic, honestly. Like there's promises like specific things to me. (laughs) And this is kind of like a broader like, hey, you don't need to have money or a girlfriend or boyfriend or an approval of others. You can be happy. Right, like you can find some joy in life and the world around you. You can walk out back and see a squirrel running or a bird chirping, and those things can be pleasant. Like I, I, I hear, I've heard a billion times in somebody's share. You know, the birds used to fucking piss me off in the morning because it meant that I had been up all night and, and you know doing all the wrong things and and never even bothered to sleep and you know trying to pick fucking pieces of crack off the carpet and shit like. The birds were just a signal of unhappiness. And then once they got clean, they started hearing them in the morning, and they were kind of pretty and beautiful. And, yeah, I know it sounds a little fucking stupid sometimes, but whatever. Like, I feel like that sounds realistic. Like, the fact that we don't need certain things to find happiness. We can just, like, joy is an inside job, and we can get that whether we have these things we thought we needed at one point or not. Like I always thought I needed money and a hot girlfriend and and all these things to be happy. And I've found happiness without some of those at different times. Yeah. And so, and that's kind of what I was thinking when you were reading that and like say, and and I guess I could see applying this to some of the promises as well, the AA promises. It's like, that is the ideal state. You know what Mm. I mean? Like if everything's going really well and I've, you know, my life's gone well and I'm recovered up and I'm right. hitting meetings and doing all that good stuff, then yes, all that stuff sounds completely plausible. Um, but we don't, at least my experience is no one stays in that ideal state forever. <laughs> like, I, And I tend to right. think that. I tend to think, oh, you say these promises or you read that and that's just the way that I'm supposed to walk around all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Like that's immediately what the way I want to interpret that and i'm like well wait a minute i know that that's not realistic i can say that i have definitely had those times those Mm -hmm. moments in my life where all that stuff was true um i could probably say i've had times in my life where i would say all those aa promises were true in my life yeah and that you know i've experienced all of those things doesn't mean that's how I walk around all day, every day, you know, right, <laughs> that, right. that there are still times where I slip back, whether it's just a simple not enough sleep right. <laughs> or, you know, a bad day or someone hurt my feelings or whatever, um, or just a feeling a little insecure at times. No, I would say you're right. I, I do tend to, you know, I, and, and people tend to say this is an addict quality. I don't fucking know. I'm an extremist, right? Like, am I living this 365 days a year? Because if not, then I ain't really fuck. I can't really right. say I'm doing it, right? You know, I, I, I talk to a friend of mine, and I'm like, man, when we get this professional microphones that I'm going to eventually order and, and are going <laughs> to not be back-ordered and come through, then we'll have a real podcast. <laughs> I feel like, you already have a real fucking podcast, dude. You're, you're out there. You're, you know, you record. You do it. And I'm like, ah, but we're not real, right? Like, (laughs) I always had this concept of it's got to be this something to be real or something. And so, yeah, I read that and I'm like, yeah, just like you, I've had those experiences. I had one tonight. It was beautiful. I was sitting there. My my son turned six today and we went and we water tube today. And that was, you know, the older kids jumping off their tubes and getting on our fucking nerves, whatever. But then we were having, you know, we had a little cake that he wanted. He wanted a cake. Shaped like a six that was cake on top and brownie on the bottom and, and, you know, icing and chocolate icing and sprinkles. And that's what the fuck we made for him, Mm. right? Like, grandma helped and we got it all together and and then we gave him our little gifts, which wasn't nothing fancy. Like, his main gift didn't even come. It's not even there. And we didn't even mention to him that, hey, it's on the way. It'll just be a shock when it comes in the (laughs) mail, right? But he got these little, like, I don't want to call them dinky gifts, but he just got smaller gifts. And 
didn't even think nothing of it. And, and he's just, he's such, I don't know what the fuck happened to him, right? I don't know if somebody else like stole him and raised him for six years. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> he really is. He's a beautiful little soul and he's like thankful and happy and smiley and giggly and bounces around. And, and he's just such a bundle of joy, honestly. He really is. And, and I was just sitting there, and I was, like, tearing up, just fucking happy to be sitting there with my family, celebrating his birthday with him all happy, right? And everybody was pretty happy, and we're just shooting these little slingshot chickens at each other. And it was <laughs> like, I didn't, we didn't need anything in that moment, right? And so I do have those moments, right. but am I there 365? Fuck no. Fuck right. no, right? I, I, I'm... I'm imprisoned by myself most of the time. But I think that's that's a freedom I want to one day offer myself, the freedom to be fucking human. No matter how spiritual I get, no matter how close to this ideal self, this spiritual place that I want to be, that I get, I'm always going to be human and still struggling with this human condition where I have an ego, where I have once where I have greed, where I have, you know, I get bitter about the fucking Congress not passing some kind of new stimulus check for us. I don't need that. I really don't. Like, it'd be nice, but I don't need it, but I'm greedy, right? right? I, I, I'm lusty. I'm, I'm these things that are just human traits, and I can't, I'm jealous. I'm, I mean, I, I can't hold myself to this perfect standard and be happy, though. And, and when do I allow myself to have the freedom to be human? Yeah, and I think... Through, like, consistent practice of principles, consistent practice of humility, um, I am, I would say, more forgiving of myself when I slip into those bad spots. And I'm quicker to recognize them when I get there, you know? Like, I start to recognize, like, oh, I'm in a pretty negative space. Like, hopefully, if I'm, you know, in a consistently taking care of my spiritual condition i recognize a little quicker that i'm going down that negative path because if not i'll spend two or three days or a week you know being angry about what i don't have or angry about what i didn't get or angry about who owes me what you know whereas you know usually if i'm in a good spot i can catch that a little a little faster you know maybe in the first day or you know sometimes even in the first hour and be like wait a minute you know what i mean that's not that's not really the person that you want to be you know what i mean let's let's look honestly at your like in my situation like say with the stimulus thing i get the same way i watch the news and i get mad i'm like why why aren't they passing like i would like another 1200 dollars or oh, whatever yeah. it is and the truth is, I have not missed a day of work to, to do any, you know, for COVID. I've consistently worked. <laughs> like, there's, but I want the free twelve hundred dollars because they're giving out twelve hundred dollars, so I want it, you know. Oh, and then yeah. I'll get annoyed, but then I can sort of, hopefully, step back and recognize, like that's just, you know, that's just money. Like that doesn't really matter. It, it's not a thing that I need to, you know, I don't need that to make me happy. So going back to, to Elon and, and Jeff and, you know, Tim and Bill and all these fucking rich folks, are they freer than us or are they more trapped because they've decided the route that they want to go and they're stuck there? Like they've decided money is their answer. Maybe not. I, I don't know. I'm just guessing that, right? But maybe they've locked themselves into this is all about who has the most money and how much I can get and how many things I can do with it. And, and for all I know, like Jeff never has a day off because he's always worried about making the next dollar. I, I don't He might be more miserable than me, right? He might have more complications, more headaches, government oversight, whatever the fuck he's got to deal. I don't have to deal with none of that shit, right? I got to deal with like wife oversight. That's about it. <laughs> I don't have no government checking in on me to see if I did my job right or if I'm screwing people or so I, I mean, are they actually more free because they have more options? Like, yeah, he can go on a three-month vacation if he really wants to, but can he? He's got a fucking job to run. Well, my argument would be the difference is if he decided tomorrow, like, I don't give a fuck anymore about the company, I don't care about whatever, and just decided I'm changing my name to, you know... George. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm going to go live in, you know, Miami. 
he could do that and never have to work. Like he's got enough at this point mm-hmm. to never have to work another day in his life. The the option to work for him is a choice, you know, right. not a requirement. For me, I could quit my job and not work huh, maybe a year, you know. Right. Like, I mean, probably not even, but, you know, because I have a mortgage and all that. And I could sell my house and, you know, sort of get rid of a bunch of stuff that I have to try to, you know, last a little longer. But at some point, I don't have enough stockpile to never have to work again i mean that's the only place i would make that argument is you know you could do the same thing it's just that your condo would be under the bridge yeah (laughs) not in a miami you know top shelf environment well i would have to whether it was going out and begging or trying to get on some government assistance i would have to be indebted to someone to try to get money in some way right whereas he's got a whole boatload of it stocked away in his you know, Scrooge McDuck vault that he can go swim in oh, if he wants God. to. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Mr. DuckTales. <laughs> Mr. DuckTales. So, um, <laughs> you know, that that I would say there is a freedom in that. Um, but like I say, I, I, don't, I don't know his men- mental state. I don't know his mentality. Um, but what I did think about with freedom, so I don't know that anyone is 100% free. Uh, when we make choices in life, there's, you know... And we joked about it before this, and now I'm going to say it, but it's like the old redneck, you know, freedom ain't free kind of thing. It's like I have decided I want to be married to my wife. Well, there I have to make some sacrifices in order to make that work. I mean, Mm. if I want it to be, you know, what I think a marriage is supposed to be. Um, I have children. I like to be involved in their lives. I want to be a dad. That means I have to give up some things that I might want to do. I've missed opportunities or trips or things that I wanted to go do with friends, you know, because it's like I make the the choice that, well, you know, I don't really give a shit about my kid's softball game, but that's the person that I want to be, so I'm going to go do that because that's more important than me going out and and playing a game. So um, I don't know. You know, is that a freedom? Like am I – free in that situation because I'm maybe giving up what I want to do and doing what I think I should do. I'm still hung up on, on DuckTales, honestly. <laughs> I'm just, it just occurred to me that Scrooge McDuck was like the original Mr. Krabs from Spongebob, and I didn't realize that. They're like the same guy with a different voice. Sorry. Uh, I know that's way off topic. I don't know. Is the Freedom Ain't Free a redneck thing? Because I've heard that a lot around the city, too. That's a, yeah. a statement around the city. Freedom Ain't Free. And they talk about that in, in our program, right? Like the freedom that our program offers limits us in some ways. And so I guess that raises the question, does any one particular freedom we choose imprison us in some other way? Is that just fact? Is there any way to choose a freedom that does not ultimately limit our freedom somewhere else? If I choose to go on vacation, if we call the ability to go on vacation a freedom, if I choose to do that, I limit my financial stability or ability to do other things with my money. I can't go buy a new car if I just went on a $8,000 vacation, right? If I choose that I'm going to be free from active addiction, I can't go have a beer, uh, for me at least. I, I guess some people think you know that they can and, and might be able to. But for me, if I choose the life of N.A., I can't go have a beer with crabs. Not that I ever did, but I hear that being a complaint from people. Well, I mean, I think the freedom is in the choices that we make, not necessarily in the specific choice itself. Like, it's like the the freedom isn't, like, vacation isn't the freedom. I have the choice to go on vacation. That's the freedom, you know. And I have the the freedom to decide, you know, yes, I want the new car, and so I'm going to give up the vacation, or vice versa. Whereas when I was using, it didn't matter what I wanted to do. Right. I was getting high, you know, right, like right. I was using, you know. I'm going to put 25 cents in my gas tank. <laughs> right. And then the rest of this money is all high money. So uh, I guess from what you're saying there, the only way to be free is not get married, <laughs> not have kids, not take vacations. It's to live in the ability to do things but not actually do any of them. Well, and, and that's – I was just <laughs> – 
I think I answered my own question there by talking through that a little bit. It's like the freedom is in my choices. You know what I mean? Like today I have the freedom to choose, you know, the person I want to be is the good husband, is the good father. So I can choose to do those things. I'm not, you know, a slave to my self-desires. I'm not a slave to my gluttony of I just do what I want to do, fuck everybody else. You know, I can say, oh. You make it sound so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can choose to be like, hey, maybe I want to do this, but it's not the right thing to do. So I'm going to choose this other path. You know? But I feel like, okay, so we have these freedoms to choose different things, but every choice we make then limits that freedom. Every choice I make, it's going to limit my ability to have freedom in some area or another. If I choose to get married because I, I love my wife and I, and I want to start a family and that's the way I want to go or not start a family, whatever I want. But Yeah, but that's the cost of that freedom. Like I say, it's not free. You so know? every yeah. freedom's not free, I guess. Yeah. So every freedom we have is really limiting. Every choice I make in freedom because I have the freedom to decide ends up limiting me somewhere else. Hmm. That's weird. Maybe freedom's an illusion. Freedom is an illusion. <laughs> I mean, so I, I, unless you're the guy that goes out into the middle of the woods and builds a house out of sticks and yeah. gets off the land, and you know, I, I honestly think that <laughs> from what we've just said, the only way to be free is to never fucking do anything. <laughs> right? Like if I never make any decisions, I am ultimate right. free. I have ultimate freedom because I have all the decisions at my disposal. I just don't make any of them. Right now, I have all the freedom. That's dumb, though. <laughs> Who wants that? So, I mean, there's a you know the cost of freedom. Uh, people say we're brainwashed when we come to NA, and and some people who maybe just miss the fact that we used to hang out with them and can't or don't anymore. And I've had people that wanted every good intention for me in my life and loved and cared about me dearly say the same thing. They're like, oh, you're brainwashed down there, yeah. right? What are they doing to you? And I'm like. That's weird, right? Am I am I really free if I'm being brainwashed? If I'm being fed information that I ultimately believe in, I guess at some point. But do I? It's it's almost like a fucking we talked about this the cult thing. Like, are we a cult? Do I just believe in it because somebody said it enough times? <laughs> Did I hear it shared in enough meetings that I now say it myself? Or um, maybe I'm brainwashed. I don't think cult because I have been away long enough like when we traveled on the road i had periods of time where i didn't hit meetings for weeks or months at a time i don't recommend that it wasn't good for my mental health right you know but it helped me to realize like one this is beneficial for me so that's why i don't necessarily think it's a cult um I was away from it and nobody came and like tracked me down and dragged me back or made me, you know, sacrifice a kid to get away or, you know, none of that. Well, they should have. I know. But you were in the wrong home group. I'd be even more free than if I had one less kid. (laughs) More freedom. (laughs) Yeah, more freedom with less kids. Um, And like say what what I realized, again, what I give up for the benefits of recovery are worth it. You know, what I – the cost of that freedom from active addiction and the struggle that's in my head is worth it. High cost of low living, right? Isn't that a good old cliche? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. you got to be up to date. I'm going to take you down to the city more, Billy. Yeah. Uh, so is freedom just choice? Is that all freedom is? Is just choice? I have freedom because I can choose things? Are there other freedoms besides choice? I like is is that all it is? I don't know. I'm really kind of baffled by that. Yeah. Um I mean immediately I want to say yes. I think that's that's all we get is the freedom to make choices. Hmm. You know. Damn, um, that sounds weak. <laughs> we should have a better promise than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what freedom from active addiction is what? The freedom to make more choices? You have right. more options on your plate, I guess. You don't have Well, to now using is a choice, you know, for me. And every time I get $10, it's not, I don't know exactly where it's going. I have options. I can go play pool. I can go see a movie. I can, you know. Which there was a lot of times before where I really felt like I wanted to not get high or I felt like I wanted to stop and I did it anyway. And I couldn't always figure out why, you know. So when people would ask me why, they'd say, well, why don't you stop? I'd be like, I don't know, Mm. you know. 
I want to. Right. I just can't. (laughs) Is recovery freedom. And so I know we kind of look at recovery frequently from the 12-step perspective, specifically from the NA perspective. It's kind of hard not to just because that's generally what my life is based around loosely. Uh, But I guess there's other people in recovery who do it a little differently. Maybe some still drink and, and are in recovery. Maybe some smoke you know, medicinal marijuana or recreational marijuana and are still right. in recovery. I, I don't know how that works. I don't envision it working well for me. Right? <laughs> right. Even though I try to sell myself <laughs> right. every once in a while. Um, but is recovery freedom or is recovery, I don't, it's not a different vice, but is it a different form of not freedom? I hate, to, I don't want to call it slavery, Like, but is it a different prison? I mean, at least... My perspective, and I think each individual is different on this, but my perspective is for me it's freedom because I don't – nobody makes me do it. You know what I mean? Like nobody – nobody's forcing me at this point in my life to go to meetings or get a sponsor or do any of the things that, you know, recovery not use. Right. I mean I guess my wife would be a little upset if I used – I mean there's some people that would be upset if I used or it might – freak some people out but i could do it tomorrow you know if i wanted tonight i could leave here and go to a bar and get drunk and you know that would be you know my choice (laughs) no can't do that yeah you know nobody's stopping me um i wish somebody would fucking force me to work this sixth step instead of sitting (laughs) honestly i I don't like the freedom yeah (laughs) i'm not doing well with it i don't know though i so i yeah i guess it's freedom because you don't really have to once we get the freedom from the drug use, from the active addiction part of it, right? Uh, and I, I, I know people who argue the active addiction because they say that's not just using drugs. It's, you know, my, my disease can be active in all kinds of other ways, even while I'm not using drugs. It can still be active. It's just not, you know, drug use. But I, I know that's what we're talking about when we say active addiction generally. We're talking about using drugs. Right. So, yeah, I get the freedom from that. But I've been around quite a few people in recovery that have whatever amounts of time and don't seem like they changed a whole lot besides that. Like they're not like, Oh, I'm locked into this spiritual program. I can't act that way. They're like, no, I'm going to be a big piece of shit today and whatever. Like (laughs) I can deal with it. So I guess you're still free to do whatever you want if you want to. But each one of those decisions then limits you. Every time you make a decision, you actually limit your freedom. I'm not making any fucking decisions anymore. That's all it is to it. I want to be free. I want freedom. Right. Well, that's living by default, I guess. Or just... <laughs> I gotta run this past our, our Buddhist friend Jenny. I want to see her take <laughs> on this. Like, are you not free because you make decisions? Like, I'm fucking baffled by this now. Honestly. So, and this is going to be a totally bastardized uh, my take on like what I read about the Buddha okay. and stuff. But my takeaway from a bunch of stuff that I read about like. I think it's Thadartha, however you say his name, before he was the Buddha. Right. Like, he basically ran around and disconnected from people and things and the world, and that's where his freedom came from. Like, it's like, yeah, you got freedom, but you also have no connections to everything around you. Like, I don't, it was, it seemed almost like what you're saying. Like, he gave up everything to have this freedom. But to me, it felt like that wasn't where I wanted to be. Like, no, I like a connection to people. (laughs) Yeah, so that brings up, uh, you know, something somebody said to me this week, which was the, oh, God, you're going to have to help me. I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this Bible quote. But basically, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Like that, that whole concept. And so that kind of reminds me of the opposite, like the guy who doesn't, he just chases all these material things, but then loses, you know, the freedom of his soul or whatever. So maybe the answer is we do need to say fuck off to everybody and, and move in the woods and build our twig house. And maybe that is freedom. Maybe we're not supposed to. I don't That's hard to believe, though, man. I feel like we're supposed to be connected. So I felt like for the Buddha, that was like there was a peace there. And there was a connection because, like, he he served others, but there really wasn't, like, what I would consider an emotional 
connection. I don't know. And and I probably miss. I, I mean, I like to think that I misunderstood something <laughs> somewhere. Right. But that was just in my reading a couple of books and listening to some you know different lectures on different types of Buddhism and the origin of the Buddha and stuff like that. Is it really freeing to have a strong relationship with any one person? Because I feel like you're like almost locked into. Uh, any other conversation you have with other people then does not measure up to the conversations you have with this one connected person you have, right? I feel like then at one point when one of y'all dies, it's very super painful for the other that's left behind. So like maybe what Buddha was doing was instead of having this grand connection to one individual, he just projected that connection facelessly onto everyone and served them, and that was his connection to, to everyone's spirit. It just wasn't with any particular people. It was with any spirit. Yeah, but I guess that's that was... I would say, yeah, that sounds fairly accurate, but to me that's what... Like, I like the interaction with the individual. Like, I can't look at, like, oh, you are Jason. You're just faceless man you know what i mean like you're just faceless male figure you know right. that i it just the same as everybody like no you're you you have characteristics and traits and things about your personality and i as a individual like i like that stuff i like knowing about people and what makes people different and what people think and how they think and you know like i'm fascinated by you know, Jen laughs at me because we'll be sitting in restaurants and I'm like listening to conversations of people like two tables over to like, because it'll be interesting or weird. And, you know, I'm like, that's so strange. Like, I'm fascinated by the uniqueness of people. I would like to be more fascinated and less judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Usually judgmental of people. But no, I get it. And, and I like that too because I, you know, you ever told a joke? to the wrong person and you're like oh my god my buddy would have fucking loved that joke <laughs> right. right and that person didn't even laugh or get it and it's uh i get that too but i feel like that almost maybe that does i i feel like this episode has really fucked my whole world up honestly i feel like now <laughs> i just believe freedom is, is not what i have exactly i think freedom is this other thing that i don't want to sacrifice what i have to get i almost feel like what, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose? Is that what Janice said? <laughs> yeah. uh, is that what we're talking about here? Like, when you don't have fucking anything, that's freedom? Like, yeah. Or maybe when you don't care if you lose shit, that's freedom. I struggle. Uh, kids. Weird fucking mental images of horrible things that can mm. go wrong when we're doing anything at times. It's not all the time. I'm not doing this all day, every day. Yeah. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, my God, this could go horribly wrong and something. And brutal, brutal to think about, right? That's not fucking freedom. Right. Uh, if I wasn't connected to any of them, it would be. I wouldn't have to worry about it. So, damn, freedom sounds fucking lonely. <laughs> right. I, I guess I don't. Maybe it's I don't not know. such a great thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe mm. we really don't want freedom. Maybe I, the Nazis had it right. <laughs> they just take everyone's freedom. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, wow. Can yeah. we cut that out? <laughs> That's awful. But no. But I, I don't. Honestly, from this conversation, I don't know that this freedom is something I want to aspire to because it sounds like I need to give up all the things that I love to have it, and that's awful. Oh, that's maybe don't or I would say that would be absolute freedom. Like maybe absolute freedom isn't the goal. You know, maybe we only need one. Maybe we're back to square one with, you know, we only need one freedom and that's the freedom from active addiction. And mm. we don't need all these other freedoms. All these other freedoms are just extra. So one of the and because and, and we've gotten good Lord. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where we've gotten with this. But one of the things I thought about when you mentioned freedom earlier was. I have the freedom to to view life how I want, right? And, and we've explored this concept before, so I don't want to I don't want to say it again the same way. But the whole idea you talk about the person is an old saying at this point. People probably don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about, but somebody who sees the world through rose-colored glasses, right? They have the freedom, and I do too. If I really want to, uh, I can see what I want in anything right we we talk about like these facts and these truth as if they're like hard cold hmm. concepts that aren't changeable but they are um 
and, and just going through that, I was reminded of that in some conversations this week and in, in talking with people that like, and I think this was maybe Brittany I was talking to on Twitter, but I, you know, okay, my daughter's mother died and at face value, that's awful, right? I, I had this hope that one day she would, you know, get the blessing that I did and gain the freedom and there would be, honestly, I kind of just envisioned she would be a pain in my ass, like be, you know, manipulate me to try to like bring them to her because she wouldn't have a car in early recovery and she'd think she was owed all this extra time to make up for <laughs> right. Like I had visions right. of how it was going to suck for me, honestly. Um, and so when that didn't happen, it was like, oh my God, it kind of like just crushed that hope into nothing or extinguished that hope out of nowhere and that was my view for a day or two. It was just like, oh, like, this is pretty awful. But I was reminded, and I think, I believe, like I said, from Brittany, that I can view this how I want. Like, I don't know what this protected me from, right? And I know this can be far-fetched, and, and we kind of are on some different sides of the God's will or the universal law of how things go and all mm-hmm. that. But. The old concept of if I get a flat tire on the way to work, I can bitch about why this happened to me. Or I can say, who the fuck knows if I would have been in an accident five minutes from now and this saved me from it, right? I really don't know those kind of things. I don't know what kind of protection this gave. I remember at one point in my life, and this is only one fucking little theory, like there's eight billion outcomes that could have came if she'd have stayed alive. But I remember thinking at one point... They might grow up. She might still be out there using. They might miss and desire a relationship with her and ultimately end up having a relationship with her the only way she could relate to anyone, which is using with her. Hmm. How fucking awful would that have been, right? Right. Maybe this is that protection that saved any of that from ever coming about before they got their licenses and could drive down to see her by themselves and all that kind of stuff. And, and who knows what other kind of awful or positive outcomes could have came from it, but... For some reason, this happened. And if I believe in this concept of, like, things work out the way they're supposed to for reasons, then I might not always see it. Like, I look at, I have this thousand-piece puzzle at home that we got while we were down in Georgia. It's it's fucking seashells, dude. Don't ever buy a fucking seashell (laughs) puzzle. All the shells look alike. They're only, like, three colors. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's a thousand pieces. They're tiny. But if I look at one piece of that, I have no clue what I'm looking at. If if I'm lucky, it's got possibly more than one color on it and maybe, like, a slight design. But when I get the whole puzzle together, it's a clear picture, right? And so I don't ever think I'm going to get the whole puzzle of life put together. I'm never going to see all the different ways and means that things work out. But I'm only looking at this one little piece, and I'm deciding whether it's good or bad. I'm deciding what it means for me. And what I have today is the freedom to change my mind about that and say, you know what? this might be a positive somehow or another that I don't even see, right? This little piece of this puzzle might actually be a picture that saves me from something down the road that I wasn't even aware could happen. I don't need to call it something terrible. I can just call it what it is, and I can be free to see it that way. Yeah. Well, and I just thought, weirdly, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but is did you gain freedom in your life from her death? Like, now you don't have that piece to deal with anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't... And then again, is that worth it? Is that freedom worth the cost? Right, you know? right. I don't know. I mean, there's another thing. It was presented to me that they might be entitled to some kind of Social Security death benefits because they're under 18, right? And it's something i got to explore. I don't know that she ever worked long enough to put money into it for it to matter. But I can explore it. And, and like, as shitty as this thought is, here's the reality. If they get Social Security benefits from her, it's more than the fuck she gave many other time. Right. right? They're getting more from her than she than she was given while she was here. And so as sad as it is, like, maybe this does work out to their benefit somehow. Maybe they can save some of that money uh, and go to college and they can use some on whatever. Like, and I don't know. They probably, Like I said, they probably won't get anything. But it's just one of those things, like, I have the choice to see anything how I want to see it. And I think that's one of the biggest freedoms I have today. I... Even when I get caught up and look at things in some shitty, self-centered ways, I have the opportunity, if I want, to try to explore some other ways to look at it. And I think you kind of talked about that earlier, just having the option to see things how you want. Yeah, we've gained tools on what, you know, our perspective should be or how to keep life in the right perspective. 
Right. So I, I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm less clear about freedom than I ever was. I yeah. thought I was really free when I came here, and now I'm going to leave here. Like, uh, they might as well be transporting me to my car <laughs> right. or something, like <laughs> right. shackled and shit, going home to my house tonight. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I'm in prison. I mean, being, being grateful you're not free. Right. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm know. grateful I'm not free. Probably going to fucking run away from my wife next month and be like, <laughs> I'm not free! <laughs> right. I feel trapped. Right. I'm playing Rage Against the Machine. Freedom! <laughs> right. I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You got any final thoughts about freedom? No. I did. definitely... This went a way different way than I thought it would in the beginning. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're going to explain freedom it's, for the people. It's supposed to be all positive and great. Now yeah. I'm like, gosh, I don't even know if I want to be free. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a good goal. <laughs> right. Well, is freedom really something to aspire to? Right. I, I think freedom from active addiction is a huge positive in my life. Yes. So I would suggest that for anyone. Yeah. And, Start and, there. Yeah. <laughs> and freedom to... to not be stuck in patterns, right? That's a huge one, I think, that we can get through our steps. and Or some people get through therapy. We get caught up in these this unconscious living where we just react. Maybe we have the same relationship over and over again with different people. And, like, we can find freedom from those kind of things. I guess for me, when I'm looking for freedom, I'm looking to be able to call the shots in my life. That's what I'm really looking for. Mm. I want to be able to make the decisions instead of having these you know, childhood traumas or drugs or something else make those decisions for me. Right. So that's the freedoms I want. Uh, beyond that, I don't know how much freedom I really need. Well, I don't want the courts or the judges or the cops making decisions for me anymore either. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, you got a point. Yeah. So I like that freedom too. I guess that's like maybe the Republican stance. They want freedom <laughs> from government. Right? That's yeah. the whole, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So... Uh, find some freedom, right? Or, or not, depending <laughs> on how you take all of this, because we obviously don't know as much about freedom as we thought we did, for no. sure. Uh, but I, I, God, I hope everybody has comments about this, because <laughs> someone I'm explain confused. freedom, right? <laughs> right. Somebody explain I freedom to us. God damn, I thought we had it all figured out, Billy. There we go. Um, but yeah, so that's what we got for this week. Uh, please feel free Send your comments. I, I can't wait to debate. I'm sure we'll have some follow-up to debate next week about freedom. Uh, oh, fucking you celebrate. Your anniversary is Sunday. This yeah. is So you're not going to listen to this till Sunday, even though we're recording Friday night. <laughs> Billy is 20 years clean. Yeah. Sunday. Big fucking deal. Woo! Um, and, and so, I, you know, I thought we were going to be here for that, but we're not. He's going to be on Ocean City enjoying his life, goddammit. Um, being free down there and shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 20 years is a big deal, man. Congratulations. Uh, it's amazing. Thank you. It's fucking incredible. Um, and so with that, enjoy your life this week. Figure out what the fuck freedom is and let us know so that we can have a good idea of what we're doing in life. And we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to share it with people you think might benefit from the conversation. Look us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to join the conversation also and share your ideas with us. We'd love to hear it.